1: Hello, friends, and welcome back to the St. Andrew's Podcast. I am so glad that you have joined us for another episode. I hope you are having a great week, that you are feeling refreshed in whatever you are doing that you are feeling the presence of the Holy Spirit alive and at work in who you are and where you're going and what you're doing, and I'm so glad to be in studio with my really good friend Pastor D. A. Bennett. How are you? That's
0: all I get, my really good friend. <laughs> I thought we had agreed that we were going to come up right. with a new tagline.
1: Oh yeah, it was about my socks. My friend, my with
0: colleague, the my man, man with the, with the a good, really sauce. good socks. <laughs>
1: Should we do a take two? <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't know that my socks are so great today. Well, that's so. <laughs> all right.
1: Sometimes that's just the way it is. But,
0: but occasionally, I mean, you know, I know I have learned from my wife and my daughter, and yeah. from you that yeah. that shoes are an important thing very to important. women. Yes, um, I don't think most men think socks are that important. No, but uh, sometimes I do get compliments on my yeah. socks.
1: Well, and they should because really it's a very um, powerful, powerful influence that you have in people's lives, especially when they're clean.
0: I figure it's that uh, if talk. people sat closer on Sunday mornings when we're sitting down, they could actually see my socks, they you could. know, because the yeah. uh, cuff of my slacks would be yep. up and they just you could expose see the I beauty know. of my y- socks.
1: You know what's going to happen this Sunday. You better wear some good socks this Sunday. I better wear
0: some. Thank you yeah. for that reminder. <laughs> That's right,
1: exactly. Well, tell us a little bit about some exciting things that have happened here recently.
0: You know, uh, this series that we started this last Sunday to me, if you, if everybody else knew all the things that we have planned and how exciting (laughs) these things are going to be, uh, I think they would all agree, couldn't get off to a better kickoff this last week than, than what we did. And just, you know, I remember as we sat and, and brainstormed and talked about these things, the excitement we got, and, and I felt like we were, getting that on Sunday morning, yeah. um, starting with, of course, the free T-shirt. If, if you did not yes. come Sunday and you're wondering, oh, f- forgot that this was a big surprise right. that we were going to get. Right, And uh, if you missed that, uh, we did actually have free T-shirts that we yep. gave out with the theme of our stewardship campaign, Walk This Way. That's right. And then that little bitty... Logo on the back was just so incredibly awesome, but I'm not going to tell them what that is because we still have a few shirts and we've ordered a few more shirts, and so you still have opportunity not this Sunday but the following Sunday to get that. So I thought that was very exciting. I thought that was fun
1: too, and yes, and then. We, ha- we had a church walk, which we've done prayer walks before and other right. things, which were just fa- fabulous. I loved them. But this was really fun to meet at a nearby park, and we probably had 75, maybe even 100 I would guess 100 there. people. Yeah, it was fantastic. I mean, we always
0: estimate high as pastors. That's people. right. It's pastor count. <laughs> That's nothing
1: wrong with that. But it was so much fun to see people show up in their T-shirts, and then we just went walking around the park. And the fellowship and the joy that you could feel and the atmosphere was just amazing. I loved
0: it. I, I just know that before... before... Before we were starting, I was watching a family walk up and they had their little baby in their stroller. And and I just thought, I've got to know how old that baby is. I want to know what our youngest walker is going (laughs) to be. But then it's like, uh, then we need to know how old the oldest walker is too. And uh, the baby was eight months old on Sunday. Uh And so obviously she could not walk herself, but she was walking this way. That's right. (laughs) She being trained up the way she should go. And our older member.
1: Yes, was 93 years old. So age range spanning from eight months to 93. And we literally had everything in between. It was just fantastic. It was
0: great. And I haven't heard anything because most all of us had on the shirts. There were a few people that came that had missed church, but they came to the walk. Yeah. I I just would be interested to know what other people around the park were thinking when they saw us. We didn't hear any uh, comments. We didn't see any finger point, whispering, or right. people running the other way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. But
0: uh, it's just interesting to know what people thought. Yeah. And, and of course, part of the exciting thing was people said, "Well, we should do this every month."
1: Yes, I know. And
0: uh, it, I don't know that we should do it every month with <laughs> a walk, but the. Just the fellowship and the camaraderie that that people experience and something that a lot of people just are missing over the pandemic, the community that we got to experience. That
1: part is so interesting. The, The other thing I loved about it was how symbolic it was to have us there unified, you know, dressed the same way, but basically making a statement of we are a community, we're a family of faith. We want to welcome other people in, and, and we're walking together. And that's what Christians do. You know, we, we should stand out like that because we're set apart, and right. people can see the way we walk. Yeah, we're, so. we're,
0: we're young, we're old, we're teenagers, we're children, yeah. we're retired people, we're hardworking people. Yeah. Uh, it, it was quite a thing. And, and, and I feel like we need to pause because yeah. you and I have such excitement about this that we have completely overlooked. Yes, the third person. Oh, with oh, us yes, in we have. Sorry, today. we've just been on a roll. <laughs> Jeff, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing a good. But I, I also have the uh, fortitude that I know people don't tune into our podcast <laughs> to hear me. And yet we are uh, nothing without you. They that's wouldn't right. hear us without, without you. you. That's
1: exactly right. Well, and Jeff, I know, got to um, benefit from watching us online this past Sunday because he was away doing some other things. You want to tell us a little bit about that?
0: Me being away, yeah. Yeah, so um, I was able to travel um, uh, with my um, boys. Uh, For those that don't know, I also work for the UCO hockey team, Mm -hmm. so I've been blessed to be able to go out with those guys. And we went out and play Arizona State, so it was nice to kind of see from a viewer's perspective Mm -hmm. of what kind of uh, things we are doing well on Mm -hmm. our online campus and and digital footprint. Now, is that in? Tempe or Tucson? Or yep. what was? It? it was in Tempe, Arizona. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Hockey nice. in the desert. <laughs> I know, that's right. Nothing
1: like it. Well, we're glad that you're back, but also glad that you set us up well so we could continue on with the mission. So as we think about this sermon series, Walk This Way, it was really fun as DA and I were coming up with these ideas to think about how does this connect to what we're being asked to do in planning our giving for next year because it is our stewardship campaign and theme for the year. And then also to think about... how we are rooted in the in the word way and mm-hmm. what the what the way truly is to us. And one of the things I did not mention in the sermon this past week was that um, before people were really known as Christians, right. they were known as followers of the way. And and I think part of the reason is because of this theme verse that we talked about on Sunday from John 14, where Jesus says to Thomas, "I am the way." And Thomas is looking at him, saying. We I, don't don't know ho- the way. I don't know the way. Yeah. I don't know the way to where you're going because Jesus has just said you're going to know the way to where I'm going. I'm going to prepare a place for you, and don't be afraid. And then Thomas just does what Thomas always does and says what everybody else is thinking, and says, "I don't know the way. We don't know where where you're going, and how can we know the way there?" And then Jesus says, "I am."
0: the way. And, and that was really such a critical part of our planning because we yeah. were saying, well, you know, we've got to come up with some ideas. And, right. and that's when you had actually mentioned, you know, I, I, I just love how people were followers of the way. Right. And if people are not familiar with the book of Acts, that's where we find that right. followers of the way. Yeah. And then later on, when people were actually called Christians mm-hmm. for the first time in the Antioch. Yes. It was a slam. Yes. It was, oh, look at the little Christ. The little Christ walking around. And, and yeah. so followers of the way is, uh, you know, that was It's just like, boom, there goes a the brainstorm. Yes, and we exactly. came up with these ideas. Yeah,
1: it's really pretty great. And so as we're thinking about walking through uh, the message from Sunday, when Jesus says this to Thomas, one of the things that I mentioned was that a lot of times we just feel paralyzed when we don't know the way. And I think even even Thomas having followed Jesus so closely is a great example for us that even when we follow him closely, sometimes we still just don't get it. Right. Like we just have to have it hit us in the face. But when you don't know the way, you end up feeling pretty stuck. And pretty paralyzed. And, you know, a lot of us look for a way around something like an obstacle. We are looking for a way through, we're looking for a way back to what we wanted before. So we're looking for a a way, but when we don't know the way we just get stuck.
0: Right. I I remember years ago, our family was on vacation. We were going to Custer, South Dakota, you know, go to the Black Hills. We're going to go see Mount Rushmore. And we had taken a day trip, that did not allow us to get to our, our, we were staying in a cabin Mm, mm -hmm. uh, until after dark. And we're looking at a map. I know that's really old school, (laughs) (laughs) but we were looking at a map and we were looking at the GPS Uh and we're like, when we get to this point, do we turn right or do we turn left? We didn't know which way to go. And so we, stop we we saw some people outside I think it was probably a little restaurant that had closed down some people were just you know talking having fun we stopped and we said, okay, uh, our maps saying go this way mm-hmm. uh, our GPS is saying going go the other way yeah which way is faster oh wow. And uh, yeah. it was a great answer. Oh, well, we don't know. We don't know. Yeah. But, but but we learned later that what we had done was we had come up to a place that was a loop,
1: oh. and so it
0: didn't matter if we went right or left. Right. We were still going to get there.
1: Uh huh. Exactly. That's so interesting. Well, and you know, as as I was pondering this uh, idea about walking, since really that's one of our theme words for the whole scripture, and it's it's going to. Um, help spur on some other mission activities that we're going to be doing during the series. But as I was thinking about that, you can't help but think of the story where Jesus meets the man at the pool of Bethesda, and he tells him to walk. Right. And it, it's just such a powerful story. And and when you think about how John writes it, he there aren't very many words in this story. It's not very long, but it's so powerful and so Good for us. Even if you are not paralyzed yourself physically, when we find ourselves paralyzed spiritually or emotionally, Jesus says these three things: of stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. And all three of those things are just so much meaning in each one. Ab- of them.
0: Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. One of the things that I I like that you said, kind of the the first point, is when we talk about the way, mm-hmm. and we're followers of the way. Following the way does not mean we follow a map. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, know, exactly. Um, we follow a person. And yeah. and a couple of things kind of went through my spirit when you said that. Mm-hmm. I remember writing a paper on um, Jesus uh, later in the Gospel of John when he says, you know, it's important that I leave the Holy Spirit's going to come yeah. and he will guide you into all truth. Yeah. And I was writing a paper on that and I thought somehow there was probably a therapeutic kind of thing that... You know when we are guided into truth, and we we have understanding, uh-huh. and perhaps we have confession or whatever. You know that the truth sets us free. Yeah. And uh, I'm doing my research on that paper, and it said you, you have to remember truth is not a proposition; truth uh, is a person. a person, and and that just fits yeah. so well with saying that the way that we walk is not a path; no. it's it's a person, mm-hmm. and I think that. You know, again, when we think about getting stuck, uh, sometimes in our faith, it's easy for us to get stuck uh-huh. or it's easy for us not to know how to relate to people who are stuck. Right. Uh, because people have hard questions about yes. our faith. And, and far too often, people are like, well, gosh, I don't know about that. You know, if, if you're witnessing to your faith and somebody, maybe they're at a point where they're thinking, maybe I want to become a follower of the yeah, way. Yeah. And, and then they're like, well, what about baptism? <laughs> right. You know, you, you, you Methodists you say you can get <laughs> baptized here and right. other churches say no, you gotta be baptized this way. Right. And it does. I, I would say that the thing about following a person is it's not just getting stuck in the path, it's getting sidetracked. Yes, and, very true. Um uh, so true. That, that's why I love that you just really emphasize people, we're not talking about walking this way yes. as in uh one-way arrow, you yes. know, you can only go east or whatever. Yeah. No, we're talking about walking the way that Jesus. Walks
1: exactly, exactly, and I love that too about how it connects to Thomas and what he was saying to Jesus, but also how it connects to this man at the pool Bethesda. Because, uh, when Thomas was saying this and saying, I don't know the way, and Jesus was trying to go deeper with him by saying, I'm right in front of you, I'm right right here, you've seen me, and because you've seen me, you know my father, father, yeah. But then the man at the pool. When Jesus walks up to him and, and initiates this conversation with this paralyzed man who's lying on the ground, and Jesus says to him, do you want to be healed? Do you want to be healed? And the man continues to say, there's nobody to put me in the pool. I don't have anybody to help me. And and the thing is, just like you're saying about being sidetracked, he is focused on the wrong way. He thinks that the pool is his answer. And so many times as people, we do that. We end up focusing on the solution, forgetting that the way is a person and not the end game, not the solution of things, and and I love how in this story Jesus pulls the man's focus back to Him, right? And and I think that's so important for us to remember,
0: right? And and, and you talked about how when we're paralyzed, uh, we tend to focus on what we don't have. Yes, you know the man's yes. response to Jesus was, "I don't have anyone mm-hmm. to help me." get into the pool. He, yeah. he was focused on what he, he didn't have. And the other thing that I thought is paralyzing is uh, sometimes we're paralyzed on what we don't have. Right, right, <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, you know, I, I can't do this sword because I don't have this. Right. And and it's, it's I don't want to sound harsh, I, I really say it with joy <laughs> that... It, that doesn't really surprise Jesus. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's know? not news when, to when, him. <laughs> when Jesus is looking at that man and saying, stand up, yeah. uh, Jesus knew he didn't have anybody to put him in the pool. That was yeah. no surprise. He, um, and, and if Jesus calls us to do, we can compare ourselves to, well, you know, I can't sing like that or yeah. I can't you know, uh, play drums like that or, right. or whatever it may be. Right. Uh, yeah, none of that surprises Jesus. No. But Jesus is now taking this man to a different level of faith. I I love the video you showed. I just got so excited (laughs) about that Uh, because one, you get to see how other people imagine that this actually happens and gives a a view of what this might've looked like. And I I loved in the video how the character of Jesus is just standing there and then he goes, oh, uh-huh. There's the one. Uh-huh. Yes, <laughs> you know? he just I'm identified like, him. Yeah, because when they were just showing people, I'm like, which one? Which is one you? is which he? he? Where, is, where is he? Where is he? Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. when he did that, it, it was so awesome. Yeah. And I think that's how Jesus looks at us. Yes. He, he looks at each one of us. and goes Ah. Yeah. There's the one. There's the
1: one. Yeah, I love that too. And I love I love it when you're talking about this with the with what we focus on because as I was as I was pondering and praying about the message and God was revealing to me the fact that this man literally had the vantage point of only seeing people's feet and legs. I mean, he, that's when you're laying down on the ground, that's what's going to be right in front of you. And that is what he didn't have that everybody else had. And so in order to be able to walk, which was Jesus ultimate goal was Mm -hmm. to help this man be able to walk forward. He first had to stand up. And I think about the fact that, you know, when I watched my girls crawl, And then they started to pull up and they have to be able to pull up and stand before they ever take that first step. And it's so true that if we are going to be healed from our paralysis, our spiritual paralysis where we're stuck, then we've got to be able to change our perspective. If we are always looking at what others have that we don't. We will never be able to get up.
0: Yeah, you, using the play on words from the scripture and what you're saying there. How often do we look at people and say, "You got to take a stance." Yes, you know, right. You, <laughs> you've got to take a stance. You got to stand up, and yes. you got to stand for yes something. something. And, and that's what Jesus. The first thing he says, "You got to take a stance." Yeah, yeah. You want to walk? Yeah. You got to take a stance. Stand up, yeah. exactly.
1: Yeah, I love that. And then when he says this, pick up your mat. You know, you'd think you could just kind of breeze by what he says, like, stand up, pick up your mat and walk like blah, 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 blah. But when he says, pick up your mat, that that to me really gets me. And it it blew my mind as I started thinking about the fact that Jesus did not say to this man, leave all of that behind. We're not even going to go there. We're not ever going to think about right. it again. He, no, he said, take this stuff with you. And And this story I came across about Carlos Evans, I I mean, it was a powerful Powerful story story. with him. And the fact that he said to his wife, you know, his legs had been blown off from an IED. His arm had been blown off. And he says to his wife, how can you love me? Look at my wounds. And she says, that's the difference between you and me. You see the wounds and I see scars which is evidence of the one who healed your wounds. And that was Jesus. And then it made me think of the fact that Jesus had scars and God could have healed Jesus completely so that he had no sign of any of the pain he'd ever been through. But God decided, God and Jesus are one, but God decided (laughs) to let Jesus' body have scars on it so that when he did appear again to the disciples and Thomas wasn't sure... He saw the scars, and I think it's so important for people to understand that when they've been through trauma in their life, like I think about my sister and being gang raped at 17, or my my brother and some of the trauma that he's been through. When when you think about that, a lot of people think, well, why am I not fully healed? Why do I still carry the the scars of those things? Well, Jesus also carried the scars of exactly. those things, and when exactly. we have the scars, it's the evidence of who our healer is, and then we can actually help other people. So it's just a powerful thought when, when you think about that and what Carlos chose to do when he said, I looked at the cross and I knew that Jesus understood my pain. And then this final thing that Carlos says, where he says, uh, I know God does not see me as a cripple. He sees me as a conqueror.
0: Yeah, that's, just, that's just a great word. It is. I, and one of my favorite songwriters actually wrote a song about how do we know Jesus. And mm-hmm. again, it goes back to Thomas, the one who said, Lord, how do we know the way? Right, right. But at, at the end, he said, well, I'm not going to believe him until I can mm-hmm. do this. And and what Thomas was saying is, if I see his scars, yeah. then I will believe in him. Yeah. And uh, Michael Card wrote a song called Known by the Scars, that that's oh, how yeah. we recognize Jesus and and I think this is so critical in in our witness for Christ in the church you know we can take a stand but when we take that stand you know sometimes people think Oh, well, there go the Christians again. You right. know, I mean, it, it, and, and it's <laughs> yes. critical. But when part of our witness is, I'm taking a stand because look at my scars. Yeah. You know, the, it, it doesn't define me. Right, right. But it is a part of, of mm-hmm. my story and how Christ has redeemed me. Yes.
1: Yeah. Well, and you think about too, the, I'm not sure what the exact word is, um, but maybe the confidence or the, hope that God has in us to say, you're strong enough to carry those scars with you. You're strong enough now to carry that mat with you. Before you couldn't, but now I've healed you, so now you can carry it with you. And and the strength that it takes to be able to do that as a person of faith, I think is remarkable.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, sometimes we wonder what's on the other side of the story. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. it, the video we showed and kind of way we read the scripture is... yeah. Okay, that was it. Right, yeah, yeah, there we go. It's done. You know, <laughs> right. Man goes one way; Jesus goes yeah. another way. Uh, and yet, how often are there people out there that would want to remind us, "Oh, well, you're nothing but a cripple. Yeah, you know, you're right. you're nothing but a, you know, just a horrible person. You're mm-hmm. a sinner. You're mm-hmm. you know, diabolical. Uh, mm. You know what?" You probably guessed that when you saw my match. Yeah, this yeah. does not define me, but it does remind me. Ooh, yeah. that kind of rhymed. I like yeah, yeah. that. <laughs> uh, it, 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 it does remind me, yeah. not of who I was, mm-hmm. but of who He is. Yes, because that's who I'm following. I am following a person, not a plan. Yes, not a psychotherapeutic right. Di- you know, diagnosis and yeah, uh, how, how we're going to do this. Yeah, you know? I'm, I'm going to. I can pick this up. Yeah, I can carry this. I, I can. I, I don't carry the weight of the world, but I carry with me the the reminder of the testimony of the great thing God has done in my life. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's so, so good. And then he says that final word to him of walk. And I, I, thought, I think it's funny when we think about the word walk because whenever you tell someone to walk, you're implying that they're going to move forward. Right. You don't say walk and then, then they walk backwards. You have to actually tell them to walk backwards if they're going to walk backwards. So in Jesus telling him this in this miracle of a story, but then for him to say, okay, it's time to move forward. It's Mm -hmm. time for us to, to move forward. And that truly is what I believe it means. And it sums up what it means to walk this way, that we came from a place where we couldn't do it on our own and, and left to our own devices. We would have just sat there and rotted, you know, Right. but Jesus says, stand up. I make it possible for you to be healed, to stand on your own two feet, to carry the, the scars of your life with you so that you can use it to help others. And now we're going to move forward. And I love that.
0: You know, one of the images I have because of what you were talking about with children, when children learn to walk, first Mm -hmm. thing they have to do is pull themselves up. They've got to stand up. And when they're ready to move, they're, (laughs) they're going to walk forward. Yes. Now when they lose their balance, I don't, I mean, I don't remember, (laughs) I'm sure it happens that children, I don't notice really fall backwards. They fall uh-huh, down. Uh-huh, you know, just yes. plop down on their backside and you <laughs> yes. know, you you hope that pampers are sturdy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. But um the the <laughs> idea that that when we walk uh in the way of following Jesus I yeah. I I don't know that we necessarily fall back, but we do fall down. Yeah. Uh and yeah. at that point because we're carrying our mat, we go, oh, I know I know what this reminds me of. Yeah. I need to get up and stand up and follow the way again. Yes. I do think people will make a decision. God forbid, uh, to walk the other way, to to walk away from Jesus. That Mm -hmm. would be sad. I don't want to get too specific. But yeah, when when we walk. Have have you ever noticed how when God gives direction, it's usually very succinct? Yes. Stand up. Yeah. Pick up your mat. Walk. (laughs) Noah, build an ark. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, (laughs) you know, David, slay a giant. Yeah. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Right. Exactly. To the point. Abraham, you know believe. Yeah, I mean, exactly. It, it's always so simple. Yeah. And so I, I just, uh, I love the whole idea. Walk this way, yeah. forward movement, yeah. picking up uh, a past that no longer defines mm-hmm. us, but may remind us of the great work God has done yeah. because we're going to follow this person. The the whole stand up to me is that profession of faith. Yeah. You got to take that stance. Yeah. The picking up your mat is to control what used to control me. Yes. And now we're going to walk.
1: Yeah. Isn't that great? That I just is awesome. absolutely love it. I think it's fantastic. Well, friends, I'm excited as we think about the next several weeks, we've got some great things happening here at St. Andrews. So I hope you'll either join us on site or, or online as we continue to walk this way. Do you have any other closing thoughts? I was just
0: going to say, whenever you can't be on site or online, there's always on demand (laughs) that uh, our services are profiled on Facebook and on YouTube. So even if you can't join us on Sunday mornings, you may find a time to uh, join us at another time during the week. Of course our services on site for those of you that don't know are at 8:15 is our more traditional service, 9:30 and 10:50 are uh are just regular kind of services. The 8:15 and the 10:50 you can find on Facebook Live or YouTube Live. That's where we do those. But I also want to leave with this thought and that is uh on October 24th, that particular Sunday, we're going to have another announcement on how to walk this way. And the key word is? Shoes. Shoes. <laughs> you and You don't so want to miss it. You don't want to miss that. Uh, hopefully that will also be the day that we have some more shirts for those who might want one and didn't get one. Friends, we're always so thankful that you would uh, find some way that you can stand up and take up your mat and walk in the way of Jesus by being a part of our church and our community of faith. We uh, look forward to seeing you or in some way being with you when you're with us online very soon. God bless. Have a wonderful week. Hey, friends, D.A. Bennett, St. Andrews Community United Methodist Church. I want you to know that we are discovering some real blessing and benefit of digital discipleship. But we also want to talk to you about subscribing to our YouTube channel. Again, it's under the church's name, and you'll get some different uh, video devotions each day. So if you're looking for another venue, maybe I'll work for you. God bless